Small Business and Startup Stories DSM features conversations with small business owners who share both their victories and failures on their path to success. Small Business and Startup Stories DSM is produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. More tips and resources are available at dsmpartnership.com backslash small business. I'm your host, Christina Moffitt. Amy Nevins, welcome to Startup Stories. Amy is the owner of Blank Events and Box DSM. Welcome to the show today, Amy. Thank you for having me. So you have the most interesting background, I think, of kind of where you started to where you landed. So your background, you graduated actually with a BA in English and theater, Mm -hmm. and you have a master's in interior design. How in the world did that background lead you to events? (laughs) And it's funny that you say that because it's not the first time I've heard this question. So, but to me, it seems like a very natural progression. What, you know, growing up doing theater kind of my whole life and then transitioning into college doing that and kind of just loving that environment and English and kind of wrapping all that in. Um, you know, I, mostly in college, I was more of a performer in the theater realm, but, uh, you know, we kind of learned about the gamut of it. So when you really break it down, I mean, a theater and a, a you know, a production is, is really just a big event. You know, there's lots of bits and pieces that go into making the whole, uh, much like an event. And so it, to me, it seemed like it was a very natural progression. Um, I didn't know necessarily that I liked events or that I wanted to be in events. I just knew that I liked kind of the, uh, the, hoopla, if you will, that surrounded events, all the different pieces, all the different, you know, experts that had to come together to create the harmonious whole. And if they didn't, then it kind of failed. And that's really, I felt like what events were like too for me. And I I wouldn't say that I necessarily knew I wanted to do events when I was in college. It just kind of the the journey and the pathway led me there. So after college, I, uh, I went into interior design because I really liked all the details that made up the visual aspects of events. Um, and I'm also kind of a very practical person. So I wasn't necessarily going to go to Broadway and try to pursue a, a career out there. And so I went into interior design because I, I knew my skill set would fit it very well and that I would probably enjoy it. Um, and I did. And I, I went to school and I really was able to kind of dive deep into cultivating uh, just a really critical eye, like I said. Um, And so I took that out into the professional world and I worked um, uh, for a furniture dealer doing design in Boston for uh, three years. And then my husband, we, we had just gotten married. We met in college. He got offered a job out here in Iowa um, and that's kind of what brought us out here. And I took a very lateral shift. So I, you know, I, everything I was doing in Boston, I kind of took out to uh, here in Iowa. And I did a very similar thing working for Pigot. Um, and I worked for them for a couple of years. And then just kind of hit that point where I, I felt that entrepreneur itch that I know has always been kind of in <laughs> deep in my soul. And I just said, you know, why am I so unhappy? You know, like I got a great life. I love my life. You know, I got a great husband. I had newly, I was just newly pregnant. I was like, things are just on the ups for me. Why am I so unhappy right now? And so it took, you know, it was kind of that moment in time where I just said, okay, let's just ask the universe. Let's dive deep. Let's find out what's going on. And that's when I was like, you, you need to do your own thing. Like, that's just who you are. 
so what is that? And I was like, well, I really love events. And I kind of looked back through my history of time and I had always really been planning events with friends, bringing people together. But then, you know, I, I ran the Boston Marathon and I did, I did that through a charity. So I planned a big event where I fundraised for that. And I knew that that was kind of part of me. So at that time, I was like, well, let's think about how this could be possible. And I wrote a business plan. And that's when Blink Events came about. And I just kind of dove right in head first. And you know, not really knowing anybody out here in Iowa, it was like, okay, well, let's just go on that pathway of like meeting everybody and anybody who will talk to me. <laughs> and that is one of the one of the fabulous things I think about living in Iowa. Had I started an event company in Boston, I think it would have been a completely different situation because out on the East Coast, if anybody's ever spent time there, we're a completely different breed of people. If you call someone, very and, true. If you call someone and you ask, "Hey, would you mind if I picked your ear for a half, or picture your brain for a half hour about uh, X topic?" I'm trying to start this business. They would say, "They would, you know, they'd want to know what it was you wanted." You know, it's more of a "What's your agenda?" type of thing rather than "I will genuinely." Yeah, what's the motive? Motivation behind it? Are you going to sell me, or you know? And you really just want feedback. Yeah, you just kind of want to know, like what is this journey I'm going on and how can I, how can I make it a reality? And uh, I think out here in Iowa, people are very open to that. And, you know, they don't necessarily think you have a hidden agenda. They're genuinely want to help you uh, and see you succeed. And so that's been, I mean, a real godsend for me. So. So you hit on two interesting things. You hit on the fact that you were a performer Mm -hmm. and when people start start businesses, they always have this feeling of imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. But I think somebody who has a performing background, I love working with them because a lot of times I just tell them you have to play the character of who you want to be. And that's a successful business owner. Touch on that a little bit, how your performing background has probably helped you through that issue. Yeah. I mean, imposter syndrome is real. And I think everybody needs to know that, (laughs) especially if you're an entrepreneur or you're embarking on the journey. It's like, it's always there you always feel like, why would someone trust me to do this? Why is someone paying me to do this? What, like what? And so that is a true thing to like overcome on the daily. But I think, you know, you just, you put on that face and you just go about it. And I don't know, it's almost like if you keep acting that way, then slowly you start to believe it. And then you kind of, you know, you kind of start to thrive a little bit. And I think a lot of it too is just not, uh, not really caring what other people think of you. You know, there's a lot of criticism that comes with uh, kind of putting yourself out there and trying something and you almost have to tune it all out. Um, I don't know if that necessarily was something that I learned in, in performing, but I do think it does help to kind of pretend or play the part, you know, uh, to get yourself to a place where you can kind of tune out if there are haters or if there's people criticizing or whatever, you just kind of keep, keep on going. I don't know if that answered that question, but yeah, that's a big piece of it. And I think that you're ever, anyone who's ever acted can actually do this better. So you just said that you're trained to like tune it out, play the part, get through it. And you do, it's self-fulfilling, right? The more you practice that and the more you, you know, you know, mm-hmm what you're doing, the more you believe it. The other interesting uh, fact you, you touched on is that you were newly pregnant when you decided to start your business. 
talk to us a little bit about that because um, I had a very similar experience um, and everybody wants that stability, right? And uh, I'm sure you had that pushback of why are you doing this? Your world's going to change anyway. Talk to me a little bit about why you went ahead and pursued a business when you were newly expecting. I would say it's like that, you know, that was a huge life shift, right? I was newly, you know, had never been pregnant before. I didn't have kids. Uh, my my reality was, you know, me and my husband and we could do whatever the heck we wanted whenever we wanted. And so it's almost like when you have kind of a life altering experience, like getting pregnant, you, I don't know, I think it kind of shakes other things out in your life too. Like, you know, it, Am I completely content? I feel like it was like things were already being shook up in general, that it was like, it was, it was like, why not shake everything else up? And that might be almost like an entrepreneur quality. I don't know. I know a lot of my fellow entrepreneur friends. It's like, we just load stuff on top, on top, on top, because we're (laughs) like, we can handle it all, you know, whether we can or we can't. It's like, it's always the searching for satisfaction and, and happiness and whatever it is, you know, that you're looking for. And so I think having that moment in time where my life was already kind of shifting, it just, it it just felt like a natural progression. And that might seem crazy and it might not seem like it makes sense. But for me, it was like, well, if this is being shook up, you might as well, you might as well address this as well at this time, you know? So I don't know. Just shake it all up. So speaking of shake up, um, you own an events company in the middle of a pandemic where all events have been canceled. That actually led you to create your second company. So talk to us a little bit about your new company, Box DSM, and how that ties back to your old company. Yep. So uh, Blank Events. So by the way, I have two kids now. I have a four and a six-year-old. And so uh, I finally got to a place where I felt like I was out of the the kind of newborn toddler phase and I was really starting to like hit my stride and back out there really like hitting the ground running with the events. I had a full calendar of events. I was psyched about the momentum that was being built. And then of course COVID and everything was canceled. Everything. Just one email after another. And I know you can relate to this too, Christina, but it was like, oh God, what's happening? And of course everybody was was dealing with this. So it wasn't unique that it was happening to me. But it was a, a point in time where it was like, okay, well now what, what's your pathway? If we're not doing live events anymore, are you doing virtual events? Is that what you're going to do? You're going to kind of go become the expert in that. Well, then you're I'm looking at the landscape of people who have been doing virtual stuff for years and all my competition and the lack of knowledge that I had when it came to virtual events. But I was like, well, I could just dive right in and try to do it. But it was, my heart just wasn't in it. I couldn't, I couldn't get my heart to agree to it. And I mean, if the passion's not there, you're just going to be faking it or doing it haphazardly. And so I just kind of took a pause and again, went back to the universe. They always go to the universe (laughs) to tell me what to do. And I just kind of let it sit for a second there. And uh, it wasn't until probably September or actually August, I want to say, but this, the idea of just creating these event boxes, the Box DSM, if you're not familiar, it's a, it's a, basically a company that we work with uh, different organizations to create a personal experience when it comes to their events. So we put together these basically gift boxes for attendees that relate back to their virtual event. We send them out. We put them all 
source the product, send it all out to the attendees um, on behalf of the event organizers. Um, and we, ju- it just kind of hit me one day. And I said, you know, this would be actually a pretty good idea, I think. I think. You never know if it's a good idea or not. Um, so I went out to a bunch of people and I kind of floated it by them. Um, you know, I went to my husband, who's usually one of my biggest critics. He's not afraid to tell me what's a good idea and what's a bad idea. And <laughs> I basically was like, is this a is this a good idea? And he was like, yeah, I think it is a good idea. And I was like, he thinks it's a good idea. So then I asked a few more people, a few more critics, right? I went to the people who are usually the ones that yeah. are a little bit more, you know, skeptic. And I, I floated it by them. They're like, yeah, I think that is a good idea. I think it is a good idea. Well, so then I went on the pathway of like, well, what does that look like if I did start it? Da, da, da. And then I kind of put it out there very quickly and realized right away that people were kind of right there. They were ready for a solution like this to kind of hit the market right where it was wanting when people wanted it. And so it became pretty successful pretty quickly, which was frightening, frightening. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good, bad thing um, when you grow quickly because <clears throat> it can also sabotage you when you grow that fast. So I know that I watched you do this through the holidays. You had a lot of gift boxes and it was a good time. People were sticking with their conferences or whatever in the fall. And you just ran right along with it. The thing that I think is so interesting, Amy, that you did is you kind of knew the economy's down and you source a lot of local businesses for your product. Talk about why that was important to use local product in your boxes. Yeah. And I want to even say like at the beginning, it wasn't necessarily a priority to do so. It was really more about the idea. And I, and honestly, like I hadn't even figured out a lot of the logistics prior to launching. Like I, my minimum viable product was very easy. I just needed a website and a couple (laughs) prototypes and that was it just to get the point across. So I did that very quickly. The idea came to me. It probably took me three weeks to put the website, you know, prototype, photo shoot, all that stuff. And I put it right out there and I started getting flooded with inquiries. And I was like, oh man, I'm up in my attic. You know, I have no space (laughs) for this. Like I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, And so really it was kind of like drinking from the fire hose you know, at the start, but as I started to kind of iterate very, very quickly because I was forced to, um, and kind of figure out those logistics to me, it just, it just made sense to to locally source stuff, not only because, you know, uh, it was, it was more convenient, but because of the, obviously the, the way the, the local small businesses were suffering, you know, and, and we were doing hundreds of boxes. And for, for me to give a company hundreds of sales was huge, right? During the holiday season, we just got, we got inundated with so many requests that it just made sense to kind of put those efforts there and kind of get back to the community that gave so much to me. I mean, Iowa has been so generous to, to me as a, as a entrepreneur and small business owner that it only made sense to continue to develop and and uh, foster these relationships that I had already had um, in the community. So as you mentioned, this unfolded very quickly on you. It's not like you had time to hire. Talk about how you met the need. What did you do for staffing? How does that look right now? Because events ebb and flow and it's the same with your boxes, they ebb and flow. So how, how do you pull that off? Yeah. And at the beginning, I kind of was really scared. <laughs> First few weeks, I was so scared. And I, uh, I, I kind of 
reached out to a ton of people that I knew. And one of which was my neighbor, at the, my, still my neighbor, but he, uh, he was kind of not kind of in transition, you know, COVID had affected him in certain ways too. And so he was kind of in transition, but he's a natural entrepreneur. He, he's an MBA smart guy. And so I was like, please help me. And so him and I kind of teamed up for the first uh, few months through the holidays uh, with all of this stuff. And thankfully, because I'm more of a creative mind, visionary, I would be more of the sales kind of hat of the business. He He's much more of a operations type mind. And so it was, it was a perfect kind of marriage at that time. Um, and he set me up with a lot of different, you know, just technology processes that I was able to use uh, to kind of streamline our processes. And then when it came to, you know, just the logistics of, of uh, the buying boxes, you know, how do we ship? How are we sourcing stuff? Like that was all just stuff that we quickly kind of figured out together as we went through it. Um, and then as the holidays hit, I, I hired a gal, Brynn, who still works with me um, now. And she's great. I, honestly I believe that like for some reason these people were like available and ready to be a part of my life at that time like I truly am like there's no other explanation for it there's no reason why these people were here at this time but they both kind of came together to kind of fill those different needs that I that I I needed but of course you're super lean super scrappy. I mean, hours and hours of packing boxes and shipping them out. And so it wasn't like we were, you know, <laughs> we were run pretty thin, I would say, and we still are, but we're, we're now at a place where we've gotten through the holidays, which I think taught us a ton just because everything was so fast. Um, we, we had to just learn very quickly. And so now we're at a place where we're hitting a great stride. We figured a ton of things out and we're now able to kind of like smartly scale this instead of just like, oh shoot, how are we going to get through this type of thing? <laughs> it's uh, drinking from that fire hose. You learn how to put it in cups and dump it out, yeah. right? And it's honestly, and <laughs> you it's, guys really, really were. Yeah. And honestly, like, even though in the moment I was like, I can't believe this is happening. I felt like I was, do you ever watch those surfer videos? Like where the surfer is like just barely making it out of the wave. Like you're like, there's no way this guy's going to make it out of the wave. And then somehow he emerges out the other side. That's how I felt like every single day. I'm like, that wave is coming for me. And I'm just trying to outrun <laughs> that wave. And then finally we made it through the holidays. And it was like, oh, thank you. Thank you, dear Lord. I'm not sure how this happened, but we did it. And then it was like, you know what? I'm unstoppable. No one's going to touch me now, you know, <laughs> onwards and upwards. Those waves are going to get bigger and you're just going to surf bigger waves now, Amy. <sighs> You've shown that. So one thing I know about you is... Um, you know, entrepreneurs like to continually learn and you seek out ways to learn. Tell us a little bit about where you go to, to keep, continue your education and, and how you, I know that you just mentioned like your neighbor, you knew he was available and you went to him to help. How do you continue to do that? Where do you look? Do you look at podcasts? Do you look at mentors? Tell us a little bit about how you continue your learning process. I, I mean, people are my, my biggest, uh, resource. I feel like I, uh, I definitely seek out smarter people than me, um, that can help me and guide me. So mentors are huge for me. And in Des Moines, we're so lucky to have such a great group of humans that, that can kind of fill any sort of, uh, void that you might have. And so, um, really like even today, I have a call this afternoon with a mentor who I have met a couple 
couple of weeks ago or kind of at the beginning of my journey with Fox DSM and, and, you know, it's just so helpful to hear someone, especially another entrepreneur who's kind of been through it multiple times to just kind of commiserate, but also provide you with like the tangible, you know, action items that you need to be aware of. Uh, so it's definitely people and mentors that help me um, the most, uh, I would say. What do you most attribute to your success? I mean, just having the support system that I have, you know, and if I couldn't do it without my husband supporting me and my family and my friends and, you know, people kind of cheering me on. I think that kind of fuels me to keep, keep moving forward. But then otherwise, it's really, I mean, one part me and then a million other parts, the people that, that I, I try to surround myself with and, and try to rope in on this journey, I think you know, recognizing that I can't do it all and that I do have flaws and there's lots of stuff that I'm not good at, but there's tons of stuff I am good at, but finding kind of that right uh, group of people that can support you, but also, you know, challenge you. I would say my husband challenges me a ton, just asking those hard questions, but nobody wants to answer, you know, and, and, (laughs) but it, but it fuels me to kind of continue to keep pushing forward. And so, um, having a strong support system and, you know, just, uh, you know, great, great entrepreneurs in our community to look up to and aspire to be and like, you know, I think that's, that's part of it too. All right, Amy, wrap us up today. If somebody wants to get a hold of you for a box for an event, because I feel like these are going to continue on for a while, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, they can visit our website at the uh, box dash dsm.com you can email me directly amy at box dsm box dash dsm.com um you know any can any of those google us bocs i should say bocs dsm um but yeah those are kind of the ways so reach out we love to do your boxes amy thank you so much for being here today and sharing your experience of your entrepreneurship journey we appreciate you being with us yeah thanks so much for having me Thanks for listening to Small Business and Startup Stories DSM podcast. Inspired by these stories, we offer a hub full of resources needed for any small business owner to grow and succeed in Greater Des Moines, Iowa at dsmpartnership.com backslash small business. Thanks for listening.